fuck a duck. Speechless, <laughs> with nothing to say. We're doing a drinking game. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're listening to Sass No. <laughs> and I was full scale, like 22, and I was like, yuck, cradle snatching, Auckland Zoo missing their cougar. You're in the hot seat. Oh, fire round. If someone doesn't want to be with you, why would you want to be with them? Welcome back to another episode of Sass with Cass. All right, guys, welcome back to Sass with Cass. Welcome back to Sass with Cass. All right, welcome back to Sass with Cass team. Today, I am buzzing to be kicking off the first episode of the new year with a topic I am so unbelievably passionate about. I am joined by Hannah Kreia. Hannah specializes in yoga, soul psychology, human design, and of course, astrology. She offers a modern approach to self-discovery and is on a mission to bring a greater sense of awareness to as many people as possible. Personally, I have a lot to thank Hannah for. You were a major inspiration to me and quite a catalyst to get me into self-discovery, human design, astrology. You have such a wonderful way of making something so unbelievably complex feel so effortless and you always have the most radiant aura about you. So it is a joy to welcome you back as my first returning guest to Sass with Cass. I feel so privileged. Thank you for that beautiful <laughs> welcome. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so you beautifully set the listeners up back in 2020 beginning of 2020, a little while ago, Hannah did a fabulous episode and ran through all the basics of astrology. So I will link that. Please refer to that. She has just like, she deep dived into the whole thing. So we're ready to kind of level up. We're ready to, I'm ready to pick your brain selfishly. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm ready to absorb. And you're here today to talk to us about 2022. Hopefully the best year yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am so ready. Give it to me. What can we expect? What is in store for the collective bird's eye view for 2022 in the cosmos? Mm. Big question. Yeah. Um, so I think we can all feel that a shift started to happen in 2020, which I cannot believe that that was when I was on the podcast. It feels like, yeah, just yesterday. 2020 and 2021, there were there was a lot of contraction energy. And I think the biggest shift that we'll see in 2022 is a lot more expansion, which is awesome. It's very different though. There's more of a consistency across 2020, you know, um, there was a lot of structures crumbling and we had a lot of Saturnian energy in 2020 mm. and Saturn is all about um, karmic lessons and hardship and learning things through experiences that sure are challenging, but you definitely learn about your inner strength. And mm. then in 2021, it was a lot more about uh, freedom versus authority and this kind of dance between old versus new and, um, yeah, the future and the past, new paradigm, old paradigm, that kind of energy. And then mm. in 2022, it sort of goes all over the show. So it's not just one consistent theme, but there's going to be a lot of extremes and that could be extremes in emotions. It could be extremes in certain actions people are taking and like literally temperatures in the world. I don't know if you've felt extreme temperatures already, but I certainly have here in Sydney. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so there's this energy where it's very, it's very limitless. So we could be experiencing a lot of beauty and bliss and joy in one moment. And then the very next moment, it could be like a devastation and feeling scattered or overwhelmed. And like, I don't want to say that to plant fear in people, but just having that awareness that we're going to be kind of going from um, one extreme to the other, just so that you give yourself certain practices that will allow you to remain centered and grounded throughout this year because there will be a lot of change. And at the same time, it's awesome because we're given this opportunity to, you know, shatter glass ceilings and go beyond our limits. And I think it's interesting for me when I begin each year, I tune into a word that I feel is going to be 
really resonant for me. And Mm. this year, quite a few words actually came through and they were exploration, expression, expansion, and um, there was another EX word that I'm I'm blanking on at the moment, but Mm. it was like a lot of external kind of um, energy there, like that theme showing up. And it's all about for me this year prioritizing having an experience. Maybe I didn't say experience. That was the other word. So I think that's something that actually seems to be quite reflective of the astrology where I would encourage people to go out and have an experience of this quite crazy extreme time that we're living in because our souls essentially signed up to be here for a reason. And I think it's important that we don't hide ourselves away, especially if the past couple of years have instilled a lot of fear in us or we feel so uncertain or like everything is out of our hands. This um, idea that we actually have to take responsibility for our life path and actually sure we might be influenced by external factors and they could be very strong I think it's at the same time important that you hold your ground and you you walk a path that's purposeful and one that you choose not just because xyz told you to do so so Mm. I think it's that energy will definitely be coming through um you might have heard about the planet Jupiter moving into Pisces. That's like a pretty big theme, which is a really beautiful place for Jupiter to be. And Jupiter is this planet of expansion and wisdom and blessings and fun and joy. And it's in its home sign of Pisces. And Pisces is this beautiful spiritual watery sign. And when we think about expansion in the spiritual spaces, I think we're we will see more and more spiritual awakenings and people having potentially really vivid dreams and exploring their subconscious or doing more of that deeper work because Pisces also represents um, some of that more meditative experience or going into your unconscious and subconscious. So I think we'll see a bit of that, which is really, really beautiful. Um, With the planet Jupiter and a big watery sign like Pisces, we might also see overflows of water literally on the planet whether that's flooding or you know and unfortunately we had that tsunami recently yeah I was gonna say we've already had a little bit of that yeah yeah and I think that um we'll just potentially see more around water and earth the elements water and earth which are feminine elements are very strong this year so I also feel there's a strong feminine energy and seeing that rise of the (laughs) excited by that yeah (laughs) It's definitely like the rise of the divine feminine is coming through quite strongly. And the connection to mother nature is really, really important Mm. as well. And that, that wild feminine energy is really important to embody whether you, um, however you identify on like the gender spectrum, that feminine energy is a really important element to tap into. And the, thing with nature is that she's so powerful and we can experience her gifts like the beautiful flowers she um, has and the the fruits on the trees or the beautiful views but it's like actually we also need to be aware that she if she just starts shaking all of a sudden like she's got a lot of power she's not just like cute and pretty Um, and so we really need to respect mother nature and that's definitely a theme shown in many many aspects of the um, yearly forecast this year so look after your the the ground that you live on and really pay respect to nature where you can I think that'll just be something that you know we benefit from regardless um but especially this year it's really important oh that's so beautiful instantly just from what you've said I'm like yes 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 and yes personally I felt the biggest call to feminine and feminine energy and moving into that and understanding it. And when we're talking about feminine energy, everyone has the expression of masculine and feminine, like Hannah touched on. So yeah, regardless of gender or what you identify as, you can awaken these different touches of things like the masculine being very practical and very go, go, go and do, 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 which was so 2020 to me. That was like the most action-based year, even though it was quite restrictive I felt very like fiery and moving whereas this year feels already such a sort of like a turn inwards um and even coming out of that cancer full moon was just like 
deeply emotional and deeply feminine. I, I feel like I'm walking on a different planet. It was, yeah, just learning to sit back and receive, which is very feminine as well. And I think touches to what you're talking about. Maybe we can give to the earth, mother nature, and she can receive in that way from us, which is such beautiful points. How, you, you touched on it slightly, what in terms of practices would you recommend for people to implement daily to learn how to stay grounded maybe through those more extremes that you mentioned that could be coming up? Absolutely. Literally grounding, uh, the practice of putting your bare feet on the earth, so simple, so overrated. I don't know if you've, like, I love when I can just take my shoes off and like put my feet on the grass or put my feet on the sand and that action mm. there's there's multiple benefits in terms of the um the charge that the ground has and it actually was really helpful because we're so plugged into our devices all the time to just kind of mm. bring a neutralization into our bodies um the practices like meditation are really beautiful things to um, utilize and that can look really differently for different people and if you just wanted to commit to a really simple breath-based meditation box breathing is really helpful where it's a four count inhale a four count pause a four count exhale and a four count pause and the breath again super simple incredibly underrated and if you ever feel overwhelmed stressed like you are in those throes of the extremes to just drop back into your breath it's really really uh, helpful when it comes to processing emotions and I think when we're in a state of stress we're so much in our head that our bodies are neglected and just taking that time to be with them and breathing is really important. And our mind can just be traveling so fast all the time. It can be in the past and in the future and all around the show, but our body is present. It's here and now, and we need to give it that um, physical process of like digesting emotions. Otherwise they get suppressed and stuck in the body. And I think that's that idea of the feminine as well as letting our feelings flow. And that could be mm. also journaling. I, I've, I've had a like a journaling practice for a long time, but I would I journal every day, and it's honestly like my it's like having a therapist for me because it just helps me to process my experience. And some people might prefer to um, video journal so they can get out their phone, put on record, and just start talking as though they're talking to someone because I think that can also be a really healing exercise if people don't like the idea of writing. Um, I know you're a big writer, <laughs> but there's, yeah, just simple practices. My favorites are always visiting nature, putting my feet on the earth, um, conscious breathing and journaling. Uh, yeah, I, I love that one for grounding. You're a Gemini, right? I'm a Gemini. <laughs> yeah. So, so Libra, air sign vibes. It's very in the head. Any air signs listening is, in, I find it incredibly tough to drop into my body and like you just touched on suppressing emotions and feelings. It's insane how that can actually come out in the body. Like I've really struggled with my skin and the more I've forced myself almost to go to yoga or a meditation practice or doing grounding, my skin starts clearing up regardless of the expensive products I'm using or X, Y, Z, certain stresses from the body that we put on ourselves, they come out in such interesting ways. So those are wonderful, wonderful tips and really important. And any air signs out there do all of the above. I, I feel like writing, yes, I'm a big writer, but I almost cheat with that because it's like more of my head. <laughs> but if you can, I feel like if you can do it from the heart space and from the body, you're, yeah. Totally. Very key. I have a, maybe a slightly, hopefully not too dumb question. When you talk about the um, transition with Jupiter going into Pisces, I've seen a lot about that and I, I found that really interesting. Does that mean this is like a Jupiter-ruled year? And if so, what marks that? Or is this that just like a big transit that's happened at the beginning of the year, which is why we're kind of talking about it? No, it's not a dumb question at all. So Jupiter oh. is, well, rewinding it back, Jupiter was in the sign of Aquarius last year and it was in almost like the grasp of Saturn. And Saturn, if we want to just talk about the planet Saturn, it's like that kind of grumpy Dad. old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the disciplinarian. <laughs> and 
Jupiter loves to be free and expand. And so now they're in separate signs. Saturn is still in Aquarius and Jupiter has moved into Pisces. And the Jupiter in Pisces is a very, it's very strong there because it is its, it's home its, sign. Yes, that's its home. Yeah. So that does give it more power. Um, right. And on top of that, the Jupiter won't be in Pisces for the whole year. It's going to flick from May through to October into Aries, which is going to be a very different energy as well. So it's there's definitely things to pay attention to in terms of where Jupiter is um, traveling this year. I, you, you could potentially hear people say it's a Jupiter-ruled year, but that's I wouldn't personally call it a Jupiter ruled year, but it's definitely a planet to pay attention to because it's got a lot of strength this year. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it is interesting to just know when, when we move into that period from May through to October, when Jupiter moves out of this more watery, sensitive, soft um, Piscean energy into fiery, quick um, Aries energy, May to October is a great time to actually get, projects going or step out we might see new leaders come into light we might see lots of new ventures happening spontaneous energy and it's a time to be really brave so if people have maybe projects that they're thinking about releasing it could be good to just calendarize or maybe may might be a good time or you doesn't mean hold out till may if you've got something great that you want to be releasing but know that there'll be some really strong energy that can help in terms of the influence that it has potentially around that period um this year, which would be really cool to see. And it will be a very different, very different feeling to what it has, which is why I'm saying this year it's kind of all sorts of different chapters and things are mm. um, not super consistent as maybe we've felt them to be. And it's really interesting, the masculine, feminine, when we think about Saturn having a lot of power over the past couple of years, that is more of that yeah. masculine um logical practical get this done and now it's more of that flow and yeah the idea of that expansion which is also quite a feminine trait where you're you're not contained so much you're able to color outside the lines mm. I, I mean I'm literally writing notes as <laughs> speaks FYI I'm like May to October Aries I'm an Aries rising so I'm like living um <laughs> yeah that's insane about the masculine feminine I just it was November, December last year, I just started to feel so called to it and was just like researching books and podcasts and completely going down this rabbit hole. And I I had no idea where it had come from until you said that. And I've been on this big discovery journey. It makes so much sense. That's honestly crazy because I... Um, just in the past couple months, I haven't like, obviously I'm aware of what the astrology is, but me, myself as well, have been starting to listen to a ton of podcasts, listening to a ton of like audible books. And I'm like, this is all, and I felt like I had a pretty solid understanding of masculine feminine dynamics. I've definitely explored that, especially through yoga and things over the years. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it's just come on really, really strong. So I wouldn't be surprised that there's probably a ton of listeners who are probably going through the same thing. Or if not, um, I would encourage you to maybe open a book or explore this topic more because it's definitely juicy. (laughs) It's it's also got like life-changing work. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I started to implement it, my relationship to Uh, I mean, men, I'm straight, so it makes the most sense. All the men in my life, father, friend, romantic, my whole connection to them changed just from starting to, yeah, utilize a few of the, I don't want to say strategies, but kind of just energy. And I didn't realize how, you know, if, if when you get more into the work, you can get into like the wounded masculine, the wounded feminine and but how masculine I was just out of like protective armor and learning how to melt that down. There's, I'm not sure if you've heard of her. There's a coach called Monica Yates. She has a really, have you heard of her? Yeah. She's got some cool, interesting podcasts. So anyone listening, yeah, can deep dive more into that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, we could go down a complete rabbit hole now. We could, yeah, we could talk about that for hours. But it, I mean, it's really reflected in astrology too. You have feminine, masculine planets. I'm majority, do you know your split? I'm 70% masculine, 30% feminine. Oh, I actually haven't got a percentage, but I would say... Just with so much water, I'd say feminine. <laughs> yeah, chat, yeah, most likely. I mean, fabulous breakdown. So much to deep dive into already. Are you able to give us a month by month breakdown, play by play, however that feels best? 
any transits that are coming up that are super um, notable or, yeah, just like themes month by month, however you want to do it. We can do it for sure. The cool. the other thing that um, I'll just meet, there are quite a lot of retrograde um, planets this year, <laughs> yes. which is like just <laughs> that's a theme as well. So we're going to have a bit of like, there's lots of expansion and especially with Jupiter and Aries is definitely moving forward energy, but there'll be a lot of review and a lot of that kind of dance between, Oh, are we going forward? Are we going back? Are we going forward? Are we going back? And yeah, we kicked off the year with a good old Venus retrograde. Yep. <laughs> um, and this is all about, especially in the sign of Capricorn, it's all about being very, uh, considered in terms of reevaluating our relationships and our work life and our values. Venus is a planet that rules values. It also rules pleasure and joy. And it's a very feminine planet as we speak of the feminine. Um, and so this year, when we kick off a year, sometimes we've got this idea that we need to go, go, go and hit the ground running and crush our goals. And it's absolutely wonderful to, if you're setting goals at this time or if you're thinking about your vision for the year I definitely encourage like in creating a vision for your year but don't put the pressure on yourself um at least yeah during this retrograde period to have really like actionable steps that you're taking it can be more of a softer slower process where you might be surprised that maybe daily your desires are changing and evolving and you're being delivered experiences or seeing certain people that actually start to tweak or shift what you're feeling inside. And all of the experiences that you have through January are definitely purposeful in terms of really highlighting what you do desire out of your life and especially as it relates to the areas of love and money or, you know, relationships, career, the the love and money stories that you might have inside as well will definitely be brought to the forefront. And this is always an opportunity if you're feeling triggered to obviously, you know, explore that and you have this opportunity to heal some of those stories that might be limiting you or, you know, blocking you. And it's all about embracing that and looking into them and realizing, mm. oh, we have the opportunity to rewrite anytime we have a retrograde, um, motion it's an opportunity to review and reflect or yeah rewrite the stories that are starting to show up and with the this retrograde um situation happening essentially it, we also go through every um 18 or 19 months a new venus cycle and what happened on the it was the 14th of january um actually it was the eighth, Venus moved from Gemini into Capricorn. In mm. a, so, so basically we went from potentially more of the youthful, um, if we think about the planet Venus being the feminine, um, more of this like youthful feminine energy to being more of this wise feminine energy, which is probably why we're starting to feel more of that power, right, behind the, mm. the feminine energy. And it's really setting the tone and I think it's important for um, everyone to really claim what they what they desire and not to sort of, you know, think, oh, maybe I'm not worth it and really allowing yourself to feel that magnetism around you, that you deserve things. And that's something that I think we're re being really called to drop into this month. Um, and if you even if you're not feeling the, the love and money stuff coming up super obviously. I can guarantee it's happening, but it will be on like a subtle level. But there's definitely stuff happening there. <laughs> mm. We also had on the 14th the Mercury, um, first Mercury retrograde right. of the year as well. So like that gets pretty decent exposure, especially in memes and things. But essentially your communication, um, your travel, technology, conversations, planning things, all of those things can be quite difficult during a Mercury retrograde. And it's just about making sure that you are, you know, not over, like just brushing over the surface, especially if say you're signing contracts, you're crossing the T's and dotting the I's and um, reading the fine print and avoid making like really big decisions. Or if you're making big decisions, um, just know that they could be changed or altered in some way like I signed a contract um when I first moved to Sydney to um to like 
move into a place and then as soon as I arrived or within six weeks that place got put on the market and I was like ah yeah difficult (laughs) um so but at the same time it was a really good experience because I'm happy I didn't you know revolve my life around you know not signing a lease on um during a mercury retrograde albeit I actually couldn't I had to do it there and then um Mm. but there was a reason that I moved into that place because it showed me a certain area of Sydney that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. And then I ended up transitioning to a place that I'm, that that has so many more benefits for me that I wouldn't have, you know, actively pushed myself out of the comfort zone of just moving to a new place to be like, right, six weeks in, let's go out and find a new place, let alone like find a routine and grounding here in Sydney. So there was definitely reasons why things happen. So all I'm trying to say is, you know, around a Mercury retrograde, don't feel like you have to put everything on hold, especially this year. We've got four and there's a shadow period. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The shadow period also gets me worse than the actual retrogrades. Interesting. Every shadow period. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, um, it's good, it's good to be conscious of. So if people, you know, want to get out their diaries, like the, yeah, but the first one's January 14th. Um, the next one is May 10th, I believe. And then the next one's September 9th. Um, the next one, like I say there's four this year, the next one's not till the 29th of December. So it's definitely late. But if we think about the shadow period being two weeks prior, we've still got a decent chunk of December um, that's potentially a little bit foggy as it relates to communicating and, um, yeah, just our thoughts. And what I also think is quite awesome um, around retrograde is that if you find you're usually a more logical person, you might find that you really benefit from being a little bit more intuitive during this time or vice versa if you feel like you're more of that intuitive um like right brain oriented person flipping into more of that logical perhaps we could say masculine way of thinking about the world can actually be quite beneficial and we're given this ability to see things from a new perspective or with new eyes which can feel frustrating at times but it's also amazing right because we're able to see a more holistic perspective at the end of the day so yeah being having the awareness just gives you that sense of like compassion for yourself, knowing that, yeah. oh, if the Zoom call fails or if my um, yeah. whatever, it's just like, okay. Um, having a bit of humour also makes it a lot easier. <laughs> but yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, and then this month, this month does have quite a few little, um, it was quite a few important transits, but the planet Uranus or Uranus, however you pronounce that planet, I flip between the two. Uranus. Um, <laughs> yes. So Uranus stations direct, um, it was stationed direct on the 18th of January. And this gives it, when any planet stations direct as well, it gives it a bit of oomph. So we feel it more strongly. So um, Uranus is this planet of like shocks and revelations and unpredictability. And this is another planet that actually this year is, um, Strong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've had last year the Saturn Uranus square, which was quite a consistent theme throughout the year, which is that whole freedom versus authority sensation. Um, This year, it's almost like if we think of them in a battle, Uranus has more of the upper hand this year. So it could be like more of that shocking kind of energy revelation surprises. Also because it's in the sign of Taurus, which rules um, like the earth, it's an earth sign things like it could be like earthquakes or volcanoes and eruptions and anything that kind of rocks the foundations either physically or metaphorically. Um, and because it's it's quite an advanced or sometimes considered like a technological kind of planet, it could also mess with like electronics or even like electrical storms and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's so many different possibilities and astrology just provides this um like potential but just knowing that again I think especially if it's relating to like maybe power cuts and that kind of stuff having a relationship with your like garden or being able to provide for yourself and have a self-sufficient system going on that's going to be you know a theme that we see throughout this year and obviously with climate change probably becoming more and more prominent especially we probably see it in the 
media more and more, I think Uranus is just like waking us up and mm. um, bringing those things to our awareness, whether it's through, yeah, just a, a message or maybe through some actual kind of natural shake up. Um, but there's definitely an urgency around creating a more sustainable um, mm. lifestyle. And also in the sign of Taurus, it's ruling our relationship to beauty and our relationship to the, fi- like, or our financial systems. And I was about to say, is this going to relate to money? As soon as you said Taurus, I was like, are we going to have shots around money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, okay. And so that's definitely, I just think that the crypto stuff is definitely going to become, it's already, you know, gaining huge amounts of attention and traction. And I think it'll just become bigger and bigger. Um mm. And embracing that, like, and allowing the changes to be something that you, even if you're not, like, investing in it, I think having a your eye on it or just having an awareness of it, because I think we'll see a lot of shifts happen over the next few years that will really require us to let go of a lot of the old systems, um, mm. hence the kind of initiation that we felt in 2020. And so as it relates to anything or any hierarchies, whether it's corporate structures, um, banking systems, any of these bigger kind of monopolies, it's good to question them and start to think of alternatives, even if you're not necessarily like taking action right now to bring them into your life, just having that awareness so that when the shift happens, you're more easily able to move it seamlessly. So, yeah. Um, And that, Mercury retrograde will continue through to February and then um, and then we get maybe a little bit more clarity because the Venus retrograde will also end at the end of Jan. So come February, like mid-February, we'll start to potentially feel more clarity and more of an um, impetus to actually take action maybe on those goals or those visions that we had at the beginning of the year. So really allowing yourself not to feel the pressure in the early stages and then maybe noticing what shows up in February. We also have um, Mars and Venus coming together around mid-Feb, I believe it's the 16th, and again on March 5th. Um, And when Venus and Mars come together, the planet, they're like love and sex or drive and relationship, like the the fun planets. And so having them come together, it can like recharge us in those matters of like romance or sexuality or love. And that's quite fun. And we don't usually have it happen twice. So we kind of given a super, super charge this year and thinking about at the top of the year, obviously we've already been reflecting on relationships, love and money in January. It's like, okay, so we've figured out hopefully what we want-ish. Maybe it's like not fully there, but there's more clarity for sure. And now it's like, let's really kind of concretize those things so that we can really set the tone and the foundation for 2022. Do you know what sign they're coming together in? Yes, in Capricorn. Oh, wow. Gosh, all the Capricorns. All I know. Everything. There's so much energy in yeah. um, Capricorn. But the... Um, yeah, so that that helps. And then with... So what happened? There's, a, there's quite a cool thing happening in the middle of February um, with Jupiter. Jupiter sextiles Uranus. Um, and so that is like a... A sextile aspect is like a, a nice aspect. And so with that planet of breakthroughs and that planet of expansion. Um, oh, that's yummy. Yummy. I like that. Yummy. And it's like, I think just being open to receiving like downloads yeah. on that day will be really cool. Um, and then the final thing in February is the 22nd of February, which is such, I just like think the numerology of it all is very exciting because it's 2202 of 2022. <sighs> Um, and oh, I have, that's cool. It's cool, right? And I have like an obsession with anything that is like a palindrome, which just means it's the same forwards as backwards because I'm a Gemini, which is split, and my name is Hannah. And I was born in 1991, and I honestly have a list of about four different things that in my life show up as um, palindrome. So I'm intrigued to see what happens personally, but what's happening in the US is that they're going through a Pluto return, which happens... Um, it, it only happens once and it all it happens every 250 odd years. So um, having Pluto, this planet of transformation, returning to 
um, it's home base essentially in the US chart. Every um, country has a chart. Has a chart. Yeah. yeah. So that potentially will cause quite a bit of a shakeup, and just because the US has such a strong influence over the globe, um, yeah. we might feel a ripple effect of that. But it could just be things coming out of the shadows because that's also Pluto's territory and maybe people being called out for certain things. And, yeah, who know, who knows? But we shall. Who we knows? won't have to wait too long. It's only, yeah, a few weeks away. Um, and then Mar- March is, like, there's not too much to mention about March apart from that Mars and Venus um, conjunction. And April 12th is a great date to look out for because Neptune um, and Jupiter come together in the sign of Pisces, which is Neptune. Neptune is very uh, mystical, hypnotic, uh, and with uh, alongside Jupiter being that planet of expansion and blessings, it is a really ex- like even more limitless in the sign of Pisces. Both of them can be considered. Neptune is considered the modern day ruler of Pisces, so they're both very at home here and just mm-hmm. snuggling together and providing a lot of good energy. Uh, I will say maybe like strong dreams and that kind of stuff. On the maybe something to look out for or shadow side, it could show up as very delusional um, mm. energy. Also noticing where you're being hypnotized or programmed, um, whether that's through the media or even just through the people you're hanging out with, like being really aware of what you're letting into your mind and mm. this, the the constant messaging that you're receiving, being quite conscious and curating what you are receiving and having that quite clear filter of what you what you're available um, to take on as truth or not, because I think there is that ability to just be sucked in or hypnotized. So if you want to mark in your calendar April 12th, maybe be aware of what you're consuming more or or give yourself a challenge not to scroll that day, just because I think there is a lot of that um, ability for us to kind of fall into a spiral if we're not conscious or alert of what's going on. Um, but you can definitely use this to your advantage. Think about what you want to manifest in the world and, like, use use the magical side of things on this day. I think that's a much better use of your time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, any questions so far? Are we good? The thing that really lands is, honestly, the start of this year has felt, oh, I don't want to say stagnant because it's not stagnant. It's just been... I don't know, just kind of slow, but at the same time flowy and just like, I really want to set all these big goals, but I'm kind of not, and they're sort of in my head and I'm sort of processing them. So if anyone else relates, I think that's quite empowering to hear you sort of speak on the start with those retrogrades. And like you said, not being hard on yourself if you haven't come out of the gates at full gallop yet. I, I deeply, deeply feel that and relate to that and to maybe know that that energy's brewing a little bit more for us as the year progresses possibly because I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves when they hear New Year and you see all the things on social media and New Year, New You and you expect to be at the gym with all your green smoothies and kind of like it's okay if that's not happening quite yet. We're still learning, we're still reflecting and putting those building blocks together, I really felt the Uranus station direct. That was, that was crazy. I had an awful incident around that time where a wallet of mine got stolen, but I don't know. It it kind of just relates to a few things you're saying and even like Venus retrograde, like learning about money and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Everything you've said, I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Totally. And, um, it's interesting that whole, that feeling though, I, I totally agree where it's like, it is nice and it's flowy, but I was talking to a friend about, you know, when you sometimes are on holiday too long and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of bored. Like I, I want more of like a purpose. So I yeah. think the purpose you can give yourself is exploring, okay, you know, my card got stolen. Like what is this bringing up for me? And yeah, making it more of a productive use of your time can totally be, um, yeah, something that you can empower yourself to do during this time and just to know that, you know, nothing is actually stagnant. There's always things moving. And I think, yeah, if you want to do the internal work, there's definitely lots you can explore. Yeah, totally. The internal work right now is 
major. Yeah. Any beautiful nuggets for like the end of the year going into those months? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll just go into May because May is yep. where that Jupiter, oh, yeah. Jupiter shifts to Aries. So that's just going to be new ventures. I would definitely encourage like take action here, new beginnings, go for it. Um, mm. We have that Mercury retrograde happening then as well. Eclipses happen mid-year as well. So very, um, that's right. actually very end of April and then through May. The, the nodes have shifted also in January. So we have a, that shift happened on the 18th as well. So it's like we, we got a big, um, a big few yeah days and obviously the full moon, which you've mentioned as well, happened around that time. So there was a lot going on. Um, and the north node shifting into the sign of Taurus um, is definitely, again, re-emphasizing this idea of coming back to the land, um, valuing your like material world as well and really using it as a beautiful form of self-expression, not over-consuming on like mm. things, like really purposeful um, consumption and expression. And the... And maybe you find you like have a different relationship to how you feel beautiful or what, it, you know, there could just be lots of different ways that this shows up. And then when we look at the south node, the south node is what we're wanting to let go of. And with it being in the sign of Scorpio, notice where you're being controlling or manipulative mm-hmm. or, um, you know, it could also be because it's a collective thing that we're noticing more of the maybe toxic energy that's going on within other people or within the powers that be and just just different behaviors that will probably get brought to light um even if we don't want them to the beauty of eclipses is that we don't have much choice we kind of get inevitably rocked onto the path that we're supposed to be on and so that could be if you're if you're doing everything kind of in this alignment with the north node and taurus it will be less um rocky but i would also say it's always going to have some kind of jolt when we go through an eclipse. They're very powerful moments in time. And it's just like transformation gets fast tracked. And when, you know, as human beings, we love certainty. And um, as much as we're saying, oh, I kind of want some change right now, when change happens and it's like fast tracked, we're like, oh my gosh, like where's my certainty? And it can cause us to freak out. So just know around like end of April through to mid-May, that will be going on. And we feel eclipses like the six weeks potentially either side so it's around that time um big changes will be going on and I think it's a time to be excited more so than fearful because you know Mm. why not plug into that energy if you can um big big like awakenings big realignments that sort of stuff will happen June just a really nice nice month we've still got that um Jupiter and Aries energy going taking us forward July again not too much happens, but there's um, Uranus conjunction with North the North Node, so maybe some some shocking things could happen. I can't tell you what that would be, <laughs> yeah. um, but that's just yeah, Pandora's box. We'll see. In August, we have Mars moving into Gemini, and Mars is going to be in Gemini for seven months, which is kind of wild, um, because he retrogrades in there at some point, but if you feel like driven to share a message because Gemini is obviously that communication um, sign or yeah, there's like a lot of um, passion behind your thoughts. Like that's, that's great. And and go for what's, what's, what's hot there and what feels good for you. Because when we move into, um, well, one, we have Mercury retrograde in September. And then when we move into October, we'll also have, Mars retrograde so it might we might tend to slow down a bit or need to review things or we might feel a little bit more mental exhaustion or social exhaustion so I would really say if you're wanting to kind of get something going from May through to um or sorry May and then really in August through to end of October is like a really good time go, to do that go go, go, go girl and yeah oh boy and then in November again we have eclipses so we'll have those big realignments happening um and like December's like again not not too much to like note there but we just had that Mercury retrograde so the, the retrograde stuff is definitely quite um, big this quite year big this year and something to 
just be aware of. And if you're feeling like, if you just pay attention to how you feel at the beginning of the year, because that that feeling is something you want to get quite comfortable with, because there there will be a little bit of oh god, like, no. <laughs> but just just the backwards motion. It's it's like I just feel like it's like a rocking boat. We were like okay okay, okay. but um, but realize that sometimes you are placing limits on yourself. It's like this invisible stoplight that you put in front mm. of you. That actually some of the the work that's internal is you being like oh my god like. I've been putting myself in this like cage, like I can just open it. Like, and so that's where we get this idea of like extremes and expanding. And for me, that idea of like prioritizing having an experience and going out into the world, it's very much, um, and I can be like, I've got a lot of cancer in my chart and it's like, I just like to be cozy and comfortable and in my like little neat and tidy bubble. And then I was like, no, this year, anytime something comes up, even if it's like, something I just know I totally won't want to do. I'm sort of like, no, I'm going to prioritize experience. And I know that anytime I have something new to experience externally, I will always go internally and see what that means because the external is always reflecting what's going on internally. So it's actually a really powerful opportunity to um, do that deep inner work as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, Absolutely amazing. I couldn't agree more. And when when you change your internal world, or not change, but just understand and get to know, it's amazing what starts to be reflected back to you. I love that you just said get comfortable with how you feel at the beginning of the year. And I like literally cried for five days over the Cancer full moon. Like me howling at the Cancer moon. Amazing. Great. More of that. Love Brilliant. That. Love it. Feeling your feelings. <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs> I know I had this, like, I had a few selfish questions for you and you've done so well basically touching on them as you go. But one of them was like, I felt like it was such a flying start to the year. Um, and I felt so much deep change. And I was like, I feel like almost every foundation is crumbling and being asked to consider what I truly want. Is that a collective feeling or personal? But I feel like that's, yeah, pretty accurate. And it's interesting, the Cancer Full Moon, which you, we really brought that up for you. Well, also I will note that you are um, Aries rising, correct? Yeah, so I think correct. the cardinal signs, which is Aries, Capricorn, Cancer and Libra, especially around that um, <clears throat> full moon, might have felt things potentially a little bit more amplified. So, yes, there's definitely things going on in the collective, but you also were probably experiencing that a little bit more. Um, but... I think it's amazing that you cr- like crying on a cancer full moon is like, that's so great. Like, because it's all about <laughs> feeling, your feel- even though that doesn't sound like it was potentially fun. Sometimes I love crying. I'm like, this is the most mm. cathartic feeling. And afterwards, if I don't have like mm. a really intense headache, I just feel lighter. Um, but the, uh, basically the sun was conjunct or very nearby Pluto, which is like I've mentioned that planet of transformation. And so the sun's light that was on the moon was infused by this like deep plutonic energy that was like bringing the stuff up from the shadows. So that's why it was so deeply felt. And I think it's just this this year, it's again, we go, go back to that masculine feminine. It's not about being rigid or trying to mm. contain it all in. It's like, let it be wild. Let it release. Let yourself like shock yourself, let yourself surprise yourself and actually mm. um, move through things in a way that's really cathartic. So, yeah, it's it's definitely collective and also, you know, the collective is made up of our own personal experiences. So I would encourage everyone to really drop into their feelings and don't, um, like, everyone's feelings are valid regardless of what, you know, your experiences are, um, just feeling your feelings. And sometimes it's really good to not want to even place an explanation on them just to feel them and to be like okay (laughs) completely yeah and not and not be critical of them I will feel something and then I'll be oh that's silly why do you feel like that or blah 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 start counter straight away with my mind something whatever and I've been learning how to just sit with myself and move my hands to different parts of myself and be like what's my heart saying to me what's my skin saying to me what's my gut saying to me what's my womb saying to me and just working with them and what they bring up and if they want to cry then I'm crying without a reason and trying to not jump in there straight away and almost judge myself yes it's it's an important process I love that and I think it's also 
just important to know because I have been in the position where it's like, what, like, if I have, I don't know if you've read Louise Hay, Heal Your Life, and you check in with I'm like, what, right what are you? <laughs> it's like, what body part is, um, you know, what's that representing energetically? But also just the idea of asking, okay, what does my heart want or what does my womb want? And sometimes I would, you know, it would just be like blank. And I was like, okay. And so I think <laughs> if anyone feels that, it's like, don't like it's a process so take your time and know that okay you showed up you asked your body maybe your body's whispering but you can't hear the whispers and the more you speak to her or him or yeah the more you speak to your body is it's she's going to start to build that trust with you and deliver the messages however they come through um they will come through at some point and yeah the i've had some eye issue recently and i was like oh freaking out that it was cancer and then I was like what what am I not seeing clearly and um that was a really interesting journaling exercise to do as well so you can kind of talk with your your body at different times but I would also say being in a relaxed and open and receptive state you'll get answers much more readily than if you're in a stressed like wound up state if you're not breathing, like if you're holding your breath, you're kind of separated um, from your body. So to just dropping into that breath, that you could do that box breathing, four counts, um, in, pause, out, pause. Um, that will just, if you do that a few rounds, will drop you into a space where your subconscious mind will be much more willing to talk to you and your subconscious is very interconnected with your body. So there's so much wisdom that you can um, draw from your body. So it's a really awesome practice to work with. That's such a beautiful tip. And also if for me, I mean, personally, and I'm sure for people listening, I feel like I haven't had a relationship with my body until the last few months when this really started to come up with that feminine masculine thing. So like you said, if, if it's not speaking to you yet and you are feeling those black spots, you've, you're coming off such a long history of maybe no trust or very little trust. So, and then when you do start to build that trust, your body almost like takes the lead. You're like, okay, well now we're doing this or you start to really feel it, which is such a beautiful thing and such. Yeah. I, um, was, must've been last year or the year before was in like a stress state. And I just decided to, it's a, it's a really nice practice for anyone to just put your hand on your heart, close your eyes, mm. take a breath and ask like, what, what do, what do I want? Or what, what does my heart want right now? Um, and the answer you'll get might be so simple that you almost discard mm. it. It's like to sit down. I'm pretty sure that was my answer. And it was like, Oh, oh okay. And I just like sit, but it was so powerful. And like, Another time in the bath, um, I remember asking my body a question. This was actually quite a while ago, and I was really surprised by the answer. It was like, "What do I need to know now?" And I was like, "You are not damaged." And it was real. It was oh. it was a message that did not come from me because I was like, "That just that wasn't in my awareness of even th- that I was even thinking that." And it was so interesting. So just just I'm kind of giving these examples to show people it can be simple, it can be mm. completely like out of left field, but. Um, mm yeah, allow yourself to just be surprised and see what comes through. Mm, it's so moving. Like that example you just shared, it's so moving. I had a, a similar one in the bath. I asked my skin, I was really struggling with the hormonal breakout. And I was like, what do you feel? And it, something replied and was like, I feel like I'm letting you down. And I was like, oh, like, like as yeah, it's, it was just, oh, these simple little things, but they're so touching and give you so much to build. And you're like, you're not letting me down. We could do this together. And it's, it's those are the little harmonizing moments is so beautiful oh that's magic yeah the dialogue between the different parts of you is so nice absolutely (laughs) you you touched on another one of my questions earlier with the north node moving to Taurus and Scorpio I've seen that everywhere um makes a lot of sense what you said in terms I mean is that an accurate prediction or way of looking at what the rising signs can expect for the year because what I've seen online is like North Node, Taurus and Scorpio, this means Aries and Libra you're focusing on, I think, what is it, eighth house, second house, something like that. Is that a correct way for people to kind of find their rising sign and what could be coming up for them this year? Yeah, totally. If you, um, I mean, there's obviously for, for certain signs, um, that will be like a strong focus. Like everyone, yeah, for, for that for the North Node, if you can look at that in your chart, um, absolutely, that's an area to pay attention to where the North Node is. So what the the house that Taurus rules, that's a great area of life to 
focus on in terms of over the next 18 months where you want to really grow into or move yourself beyond your comfort zone in that space and then in the opposite um opposite house that would be an area to think okay where where can I let go here or Mm. where am I maybe yeah spending or I'm in in that controlling state around this area and how can I soften that grip um Mm. yeah something you could do for sure do you have time to run through the rising signs like a one sentence one word what they're focusing on for the year yeah yeah well, super, super brief. And if anyone wants more um, juicy bits and information, you can book in a reading with Hannah, which I would high key recommend. And then you also have a recording of a very, very in-depth yearly breakdown with a few extra special guests like Ellie Wiki, who came on my podcast. She's amazing. Um, so that you, if anyone listening wants some more info, you can reading, recordings from Hannah, lots of Hannah's offerings. But yes, break us, break us down. Okay, so Aries, if we do think about the um, eclipses as well, like the second and eighth house, it's very much around money. So around the Mm -hmm. mid-year and end of year, it's in that zone of money. So I'd be definitely paying attention um, and really building some like self, like your work is really important versus like relying on other people um, and knowing that you can like really invest in yourself this year is a great thing to do. Also in May, you've got Jupiter and Venus in your sign. So like there's a lot of good luck and hot energy there. So um, ride that wave. And Taurus, obviously the North Node and planet Uranus is in your first house. So there's a real push to evolve um, and your sense of self and your sense of purpose. I think that's just going to be a really important theme. So becoming really autonomous or feeling that strength within yourself will be great. And with eclipses, highlighting both um, your first house and your seventh house of relationships, relationships will will be a great mirror for you. And Mm -hmm. I think this year, continue to focus on you and that doesn't mean you discard your relationships but just make sure that you um yeah you're not being codependent or that kind of energy I think is really good to pay attention to um with Gemini I think the Mars and Gemini is quite a strong theme to pay attention to and that kicks off in August um so there's a lot of fun, new chapters, new drive, like maybe like a completely new motivation that just comes out of nowhere that you want to be really open to. Um, The retrogrades tend to affect um, Geminis because their ruling planet is Mercury. So just be aware of that. And again, breathe through it, bring in the humor um, and sort of embrace it and actually use it to your advantage and know that at those times, again, maybe it's doing more of that internal rewiring work or yeah, just structuring your life so that the slower pace actually works for you. Um, and then I guess also I'd just say Jupiter in, in your 10th house, which is all around career. So maybe career expansion in that May um, to October period. When we move to cancer, cancer, um, especially at the beginning of the year with all of this action going on in Capricorn, there's a lot of focus on relationship stuff. And um, with Jupiter and Aries, that will also um, bring expansion in. Yeah, that's actually, sorry. The If I was talking about just before Jupiter in the 10th house with Gemini, I mean 11th house. Um, so Ge- Gemini, would be the expansion in their networks and that can also sort of relate to career but with cancer it would be more in the house of career sorry if that is a bit confusing um no but the and then around kind of self-development and the other um the either side of may and october for cancer i think self-development stuff will be really important with jupiter and pisces maybe a call to um explore new places and then leo uh eclipses are targeting your houses houses of um, career and your sense of home so fourth and tenth house so getting a real sense for yourself out in the world that's going to be a really big theme um, 
gaining independence this year in some way that's really really good to pay attention to and like you might discover a new like more fulfilling path or something that you feel more aligned with your passion or your purpose or yeah some mission you bring to life I think will be really important to pay attention to this year um when we look at Virgo the sign of Pisces is in the seventh house which is all about relationships Relationships. there's a lot of you know, um, it's a huge year for love and like relationships and merging with other people because Jupiter then moves into um, this the eighth house, which is a lot around, you know, intimacy. It can, it mm. can embody that space as well. So being vulnerable, I think, would be a really good um, practice to, to just continue to experiment with. And um, because Virgo is ruled by Mercury, uh, again, watching out for the retrograde periods. Um Libra, beginning of the year with Jupiter in the sixth house, I'd say more of that like health and wellness um, focus. And then the you might be meeting new people around that May to October because it starts to shift into your house of relationships and that's quite fun and exciting. And um, yeah, just also aiming for, you know, potentially new investments as well because you have that um north node in that eighth house so maybe even we look into cryptocurrency as we were speaking about earlier could just be something to pay attention to um where are we at we are scorpio scorpio rising scorpio rising so because the south node is in scorpio there's a complete renewal of self transformation Skin, shedding skin, like allow yourself to let go, let go, let go, do the shadow work. Um, relationships be a great mirror for you. So, um, yeah, this year might feel challenging, but it's it's always beautiful, right, when you're able to do that mm-hmm. shadow work. And um, with Jupiter in your fifth house, um, that there's romance and creativity, that, that that's all going to be really expansive and fun for you. So don't be like, oh, my God, it's going to be a really challenging year. Know that that. It's it's a dance all the time, but you've got you've got blessings in multiple areas of your chart as well. Um, Sagittarius, Sagittarius is there's definitely like a steadiness and flow um, after the past eighteen months because the past eighteen months the the South Node has been in Sagittarius, so um, the shedding of the skin and all of those potential challenges mm-hmm. might have come over the past eighteen months, but there's a bit more of a a softening happening. Um, and with Mars being in Gemini in the house of relationships, there's more maybe male energy or like frisky energy or just fun and action-oriented stuff. Definitely pay attention come August. Um, Capricorn, lots of uh, reviewing as it relates to your sense of self, especially at the beginning of the year and your, your personal identity. There's, there's so much going on in Capricorn. The Capricorn risings I know. Oh my. Are you getting a break? <laughs> oh my God. The, every single one is going through an individual and different, complete renewal. Wow. That's yeah. amazing, though. And I think, yeah, it's, like, it's so cool. Yeah, tap into that magnetism, like with Venus also, her, her cycle shifting into Capricorn. Like, allow yourself, with Pluto there, like, really let yourself deeply transform. Pluto is going to be in the, in your sign till 2024, but it's been there for a while. It's like, I think, 12 or 14 years. So there, there's like, you'll feel a real shift in 2024, but this is like the last leg of all that transformation. So like, dig it in, you can do it. <laughs> um, and maybe a change in living situation when Jupiter goes into Aries. Um, just because that's in the fourth house, you, you know, or just different shifts happening in that zone of home or how you mother yourself potentially. Um, and then Aquarius, been a big couple of years as well for Aquarius. And with Saturn and Aquarius, there's definitely that push to take responsibility and to step into that role of leadership and to also not fear other people's disapproval like you really want to just tune into your own self-approval and just trusting your own individual sovereign intuition that's a really big theme that all of us are collectively feeling when we moved into that um we had a Saturn Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius on do you remember December 21st yeah so yeah that shifted us into quite like an Aquarian energy and so that's definitely Mm. important for people with Aquarius risings to really rock that and 
lead lead us on this path of being more unique and individual and everyone having their own eccentric eccentric piece yeah that like yeah. people can um yeah everyone's uniquely equal but but we can all be our own special people that's kind of the energy of Aquarius and um yeah I think there's like Jupiter and Aries would be again like a networking opportunity um mm. which is fun that's another thing that Aquarius tend to be quite good with their networks if they're not just keeping themselves like what like they love space and freedom so like connecting in with people can be a great thing to do and there is a lot of skill there um and then finally we have beautiful Pisces which obviously we've spoken about the Jupiter and Neptune having this lovely um dance I definitely pay attention on April 12th your Pisces but I think you would have found over the past year or two there's been a lot of internal work going on for Pisces rising people and so this year is kind of the year to step into the light and maybe step off the meditation cushion or you know doing more of that inner work and knowing that that will that will really be paying off and there's so much um abundance and like beauty and blessings here for you this year and then with the north node and the third house I think that's definitely all about again expressing your message so maybe there was a lot of wisdom that you've gained during that time of being more um Mm. reflective and so that this year you can go out and share and shine shine absolutely yeah (laughs) I know a lot of Pisces rising and that's very much where they're at really like coming yeah coming kind of out onto the stage oh amazing yeah and like there's there are definitely like lots of blessings um this year and actually during that call with the with Ali and another psychic there's there's a lot of miracle energy that they're picking up on as well Mm. so I think people can be really excited for that I am I need to buy that I got your email and I was like oh my gosh all my favorite people yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh well I appreciate your wisdom and expertise so much that was a phenomenal round out for everyone I think every single person can take something beautiful from that and you've sh- like shared some really practical tips I think too um for people to utilize which is fantastic so thank you so much for your time of course where can everyone find you what can we expect from you if they want readings what do they do uh I can be found on Instagram Hannah Carrera or my website is hannahsoulpsychology.com and a few things coming. I've got School of Soul Psychology happening in at the end of February. I'm not sure when this comes out, but I um, yeah, that's a really awesome school that combines human design, astrology, yoga, meditation, all the things that I love. Um, and the readings you can just book through my website or just give me a message on Instagram. Um, I do workshops and things from time to time, but yeah, if if you are on Instagram, that's usually where I'll kind of voice what I'm doing. Perfect. <laughs> um, but thank you for, yeah, allowing me to share those bits and pieces. Oh, it's been so much fun. So fantastic. I feel, I I was like selfishly so excited. I was like, I don't even care if this records. I just get to chat to Hannah for ages and ages. How good. <laughs> lovely connecting with you. You're such a beautiful energy. So oh, thank yeah, you. joyous and dynamic. It's great. <laughs> thank you. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everyone. It's been the first episode of 2022 wrapped up. Goodbye. Bye.